Hey, Upper East Siders. Boy, oh boy, do we have a story for you today. It's Kate, Paul, and Adrian back with you again for the number one true crime pod. Stay tuned as we dive into silly voices and dead bods. XOXO. <laughs> Gossip Girl. Big facts. No. Cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big facts. No. Cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. All right, Adrian, we're starting another guest app today. And this time it's one of your people. Yikes. All right, Kate, tell tell the people a little about you. First, in-person threesome episode. Yeah, we got three people in person. Yeah, threesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Hi, my name's Kate. Caitlin. I met Paul, like, a couple months ago. Try not to, like, move the audio direction. Sorry, I'm a fidgeter. (laughs) We did. We became really fast friends. Yeah. That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's really it. Where did we meet? We met through DSA. Yeah, and and then the first time we really, like, talked and became friends was at a protest Mm -hmm. for... Healthcare? Medicare for all. Medicare yeah. for all. <laughs> yep. We just protest so much. We're really good people. Yeah, like I we're forget. really involved. We're really involved. Local community. We really care. Damn. Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. <laughs> well, I, I don't Doc really Martins. wear boots. I'm more like a sneaker boy, but I wear Doc Martens. Oh, okay. Those okay. Boots. Hmm. Couldn't walk a mile in those shoes. They would hurt. Yeah. I'd get blisters. In. Are those leather? I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't buy them myself. They were my college roommate's dad's shoes. And he didn't want them, and so she gave them to me. And you guys are the same size? Yes. I'm an eight. I was like, going to say, do not... you have big feet or no. do you have tiny feet? <laughs> yeah. I, I, have, I have size eight shoes. I feel like that's kind of normal. A size eight women's? Yeah, that's a very like, normal size. Yeah, that's normal, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> Adrian has, Adrian. it's been mentioned on pod before that Adrian has beautiful little ballerina feet. Twinkle toes. <laughs> Cute. Well, apparently Ruby's dad also had twinkle toes. because The, the, the people don't shoes. know Ruby. Oh, that's oh, my friend. Okay. That's that your friend. Are you talking about issues? Jack Ruby, the guy who was involved in the JFK assassination? No. Shout out to Ruby, though. It was her birthday last weekend. It was. She spells her name with an E at the end, so like Kanye, but Ruby. Anyway. Yeah, and what's her address? Social security number? Where can the people find her? <laughs> one, two, three. One, two, three? Yep. That's a weird address. That's it. <laughs> one, two, three, address lane. <laughs> <laughs> 1600 pen. Have you heard of her? <laughs> my date with the president's daughter. Oh, yeah. All right, we usually start by talking about how our weeks have gone. Um, I don't know if anything special has happened to me. How about you, Kate? Um, no, I just, I've been watching a lot of movies. Ooh, yeah, we do a media roundup, Straight so that's a separate roundup. section, but we'll, we'll jump into it. We'll Sometimes they kind of bleed together. We can yeah. save it. No, media roundup. Hit us hit us with that good shit. What should people be on? What did I just see? Oh, we just wanted to go see the new James Bond movie. Oh, yeah. It was good. I, I thought it. it was good, yeah. <laughs> it's a movie that like it really benefits from watching it in theaters because like the surround sound and the experience is just like really good with a big screen. Yeah, like Dune. Yeah, like except, Dune. Dune was the same. For except sure. for Dune, I felt like I needed to have my earplugs in. Mm-hmm. Like I was at a concert because it was so loud. It was. But yeah, this was good. I just I wish I had more context because I have no idea where the James Bond stories are. Mm. So this was a point of contention between me, you, and my roommate, because I feel like the stories are all pretty insular and self-explained. I feel like you guys just expected there for there to be more meaning behind what was happening. Maybe, yeah. It was just a full action movie. Yeah. 
And then what else? What else have we been on? I saw Spencer. Ooh, yeah. How was that? That was really good. Christmas Story was really good. It was a lot different than I was anticipating. It was more like psychological thriller than mm-hmm. historical piece. Yeah. Does that make sense? And I also thought it'd be more about like her whole life and death, but it was over the span of like a weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. By the for people who don't know, that was Diana's maiden name, so it's about yeah. Princess Diana. Princess Diana. Uh... But good movie. What about you? What other movies have you seen? No, I don't really have a media roundup this week. Adrian? Uh, I, so I, I previewed this in the last episode, but I went to uh, my dad's soccer game, which was the finals for his season. And uh, that was a crazy game. Early penalty, red card for his team in the second half. Um, very bad referee. Uh, it was a very tense game. Honestly, kind of a clusterfuck and not super fun to sit through. We won, and we were all in a bad mood on the ride home because of how much like of a fucking fuss it was. There's also... At one point, my dad was the last defender, and he appeared to have fouled a person on the other team, which could be considered a cause for a red card. And one of the white dudes on the all-white other team of my dad's all-Latino team uh, shouted at my dad and the referee, uh, that's a red card ref, adios, which is pretty fucking racist. (laughs) I think that's a cool dude. (laughs) So, you know, that's just, I forgot, I think I I just don't have as tough of a skin as I used to when I lived here forever, because that really, like, like, shocked me. (laughs) How am I supposed to feel about that as somebody who says way worse things to you on a regular basis? (laughs) I don't know how you reconcile that. I I, I did 20 minutes on Hispanic at the disco (laughs) last podcast. It's true. I'm sorry. That was a good bit, though. That was a good bit. Yeah. Got home, home, depot for a living. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Oh, I, I finally finished the inaugural uh, Big Facts No Cap book club book. Only oh, yeah. nine months late or so. Yeah. Finally finished the 60 page uh, <laughs> Women's Liberation and the Freedom Struggle by Sankara. Yeah. Um, it was a good read. Like it. It, is a good read. it was a good read. I mean, it's a speech. You should be able to finish it in one sitting. He said it in one sitting. That's true. If you can't <laughs> read what he said in one sitting, uh, you got problems. Um, uh, did you finish the uh, Nestor Macno book? No, it was terrible. I did not like the. I, I, I did, did not, not like it either. What's yeah. that book? I guess you're not supposed to have fun with any of it, but I just didn't even, like, baseline enjoy reading it at all. He was a Ukrainian anarchist who fought against the uh, the Bolsheviks. Mm-hmm. Um, he really hated Lenin. A lot of a lot of the book is him complaining about how Lenin's a fake friend. Yeah. He's like, I thought the socialists <laughs> liked me, but it turned out... That's Paul mm-hmm. and I. Oh. Frenemies. No. Oh. I thought we were just friends. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh shit! You can't stab me in the back if you're expecting it, Paul. <laughs> um, the last thing I have written here is uh, I, I had a, I had a hard time. Paul can relate. I had a hard time this week finding a place to get my hair cut because I wanted to find a place that would also wash it afterwards. Um, and I ended up settling and finally going to one of those like gentleman barber shops that like gives you whiskey and beer mm-hmm. and uh, cuts your hair. And uh, you know what? Actually, a great time. I'm not going to lie. It was actually really nice. Like, everything that I hated about it, they were like, yeah, so you're early for your cut, so you can go have a beer in the man cave. And I was like, just call it like a room. Just call it a regular room, and I feel better about it. But the actual deluxe package or whatever it was, it was pretty fucking hard, dude. It was the sensation of having, like, a hot towel on your neck while, like, the peppermint from the shampoo that they washed into you is, like, also tingling and like super cold it's 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 a flurry of sensations was your problem with it you're one of those people who's like i have imposter syndrome i still feel like a kid when did i become an adult it can't be a man cave call it the boy cave that's what it is it's not the toxic masculinity it's the it's the adult stuff i feel like tom hanks and big 
Cool. Cool. I like yeah. that. So that's it for me. That's what I did this week. Oh, and I axed through for the first time with Phil. Told you oh, about yeah. that. I was really good at it. Wait, you what? Uh, I went to an axe throwing place oh. for the first time. Do you think it's because you kind of look like a dwarf from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I think so. You think so? I think I think the axe respected me. <laughs> uh, so, Kate, what are you about? What do you stand for? What do I stand for? Yeah. Just in general? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't if you don't stand for anything, you'll okay. fall for If anything. you don't stand for something, okay. you'll fall Lin for Manuel anything. Miranda over here. What? Lynn manuel Miranda. Is he the one who said that? Yeah, that was a quote from Hamilton, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah, but I don't think he's. I don't think he penned it originally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I might immediately went to Hamilton. Sorry, uh, we, we know you're a big me. fan. Yeah, that does tell us something. What you're saying? You didn't go through a phase, a Hamilton phase. I listened to it like sophomore year of college, but no, it didn't stick. <laughs> it didn't stick for me either. But I definitely listened. to I went through thing. a Washington Heights. A Washington Heights. <laughs> um. What do I stand for? Well, I don't know. I'm in DSA with Paul. That's cool. I guess that's the biggest thing I stand for. Him. Cool. All right. I feel like I, I feel like I know Kate as well as Paul now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else I stand for. Well, the things we brought in for you for the theme, okay. the little theme Runos for the yep. little theme Runo, is true crime. Mm-hmm. Because me and you have to. De- you like true crime a lot, and me and you have debated. Yes. True crime before. It was like once. Yeah, once. <laughs> for like 10 minutes. These are me or you have very like antagonistic personalities. Yeah. Um, but it is the only thing we've ever debated. That is true. And code switching slash silly voices. Mm-hmm. I will say, Kate, I consider you at your funniest when you're sending audio messages. <laughs> Thank you. Can you see it my truest form. This is to the tune of Eleanor Rigby by the Beatles. Dun, 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 dun. Tony Soprano, New Jersey mobster who cares for the ducks by the pool, loves Gabagool. <laughs> Somebody should recut the episode so that's the intro song. <laughs> <laughs> you should. It's a good song. I think I saw it on Twitter for the first time. And it changed my life. <laughs> it really did. Um... And then I, I couldn't really tell what you meant when you were saying silly voices, because like, I know you do a lot of silly voices, but you also mentioned code switching slash what your real voice is. And I wasn't really 100% sure. Okay. Is this like a Ursula situation? Yeah. Like, no. So I had just listened to another podcast about- Which don't exist. This is the only podcast. This yes. is the only podcast. Um, a podcast that shall not be named, but it was about, the episode was about vocal fry. Mm. And just like in other vocal trends and where they originate from and how pop culture and just society in general views those. Mm-hmm. And so like with vocal fry, it tends to be looked down on a lot because of the people that use it. And like a lot of those different vocal trends tend to originate from like young females. Yeah. And like other specific minorities and how they're looked down upon until they eventually get adopted into broader use by the rest of society. And That's then like, it's something that people are so to. true. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. But yeah, vocal fry and then upspeak. Adrian, why are you giggling and looking at me? I was trying to figure out whether or not I have the capability to sing Island Boy with vocal fry. Island <laughs> Boy. I'm an Island Boy. <laughs> it's kind of already Island in there. Island Boy. There you go. Do it. I'm an Island Boy. Yeah, that is kind of. That's good. good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, what are you saying more? No, I was just thinking. I I don't. I feel like you don't have a lot of vocal fry. 
maybe a little bit of upspeak. I feel like I have more vocal fry. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So with like the code switching thing, I think it depends who you're with. At least that's how it is for me. I change my voice depending on the audience. I'm about to say right now you kind of sound like a like a, like an Alexa. You do sound like half like, robot. <laughs> you do sound super even <laughs> Wait, can you say Sorry. turn left at the next stop? In 300 feet, turn left. Oh. That was shockingly good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> do you guys not mimic other people's voices or like alter them? Depending yeah, on but you? we have to cut that out a lot of the time. <laughs> I just mean in general, like in every day. Like I definitely have, when I'm at work, I have like a presenting voice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Versus like with my friends. It's like a sorry to bother you type thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, what's your customer service voice? If it's like, bring, bring. Uh, Kate, we're calling you about your car insurance today. That's not customer service. Uh, no, no. How you talk to customer service. Do you like have- Oh, I thought she meant when I she's thought... working customer service. Oh, yeah. do you work customer That's service? I, well, I, was, I used to be a server. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. What's and your server voice? It's definitely a and higher you mean that, like a robot way. It used to be like a server. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, my voice when I was a server was definitely higher. Yeah, it would I did beep, that too. Boom, beep. Let me serve these applications. <laughs> zero one one too. zero one. <laughs> okay, right. So I'd be like, "Hi, my name's Caitlin. I'm here to help you out today. Can I get you guys started off with something to drink? Maybe some waters. I'll get a blooming onion." So when I said customer service, we're going to keep doing the scene. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> out of that i'm so sorry can i substitute that with anything else what's the substitute for a blooming onion you are a horrible <laughs> they have the blooming shrimp now too. Yeah. wait what's a blooming shrimp it's just fried shrimp fried how shrimp. do they attach the shrimp at the tails they tie oh, them all together you know, like an act it's not an onion shape it's actually in a shrimp shape it's like a multiple <laughs> shrimp in one big shrimp shape yes that's ridiculous it's I don't actually very that. problematic they put them in groups of four and it kind of looks like a swastika <laughs> oh no um, I've noticed, so I've noticed my sister has a customer service voice of like, I hear her calling a customer service on a phone. Uh, she definitely gets like, not her real voice. Like mm-hmm. it gets like, oh no, totally. Thank you so much for helping me. Wow. I do that too. I yeah. go higher and I do the up speak thing. Yeah. I'm like, hi, I was just wondering, you know, like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Is it because you're worried they'll think you're a jerk? What, what's Yeah. Your, Cause yeah. I've been in a service position before. And I definitely helped out the people that seemed nicer to me mm. just because I, I don't know. So I'm just always, I always try to like be super patient with them until it goes on long enough. And then I'm like, okay, <laughs> please help me. Now. I consider them my wage slaves and I talk to oh, them okay. as such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, whatever works. <laughs> I guess. I really like to nag <laughs> customer service people. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Well, it's a lie. I'm actually very nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that. <laughs> You're never nice. Oh. I was kidding. I'm sure you were. You're a nice person. Um, Adrian, how about you? Do you do you feel like you have contextual voices? Yeah. When I when I worked at Tokyo Girl, I used a higher voice for uh, working with cashier or the register, which I always did because uh, Phil didn't like doing it. So whenever we worked together, which was. 95% of our shifts, um, I would work the cashier and have a slightly higher voice. Same thing with Trader Joe's. If I worked register, uh, which is interesting because if I worked register as opposed to someone just coming up and asking me a question while I was like putting stuff on the shelf, I would have like a higher voice during register. Can you show us? Hey. Or let me ring you up. Okay, yeah. Beep. Hey. Beep. Beep. Hey, how, how you guys doing today? 
Girls find everything all right? No, absolutely not. What do you mean? What are you missing, lady? Can, can we speak to a manager? There's a really creepy cashier here. I am the manager. <laughs> oh, no. Lock the doors. <laughs> it's like an old song. Avocados, you making guac tonight? <laughs> can I come over? <laughs> can I, I cannot come over. <laughs> can I come over? I love guacamole. I love guacamole. So you turn into an old southern woman. Yeah. Okay. Nice. It's a good strategy. I do that for customer service too. I'm always, uh, yeah, I think the last time I called customer service, I was like, hello, I can't figure out how to get this digital microscope camera to work. My lord. <laughs> My lord. Did you actually have to call customer service yeah. for a digital microscope? <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> um, all right, Adrian. Uh, Instead of just us diving into true crime, you want to bring in our... We have three columns today. We have a little bit of an aperitif. Uh, well, we have two columns, but three questions. Three questions. Mm-hmm. True. Well, you don't, you don't want to say anything about true crime up top, or do you want to... I feel like that is a, the, the question's a good intro to uh, okay. just discuss I trust your judgment, Paul. Up. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, our first column is going to be coming from a little thing called Crime Reads. Uh, and this is by one Mrs. This is by Tori Telfer. She's the author of Confident Women, Swindlers, Grifters, and Shapeshifters of the Feminine Persuasion, Lady Killers, Deadly Women Throughout History, and the host of the podcast Criminal Broads, Why Women Kill, Truth, Lies, and Labels, CBS All Access, and Red Flags, Investigation Discovery. Could have done a better job separating what those were, but you got the gist. (laughs) Um, She lives in New York with her husband and son. So a little aperitif question from someone named Lori from Concord, Massachusetts. Any true crime-inspired dating tips? When to be worried? All right, Kate. Actually, I got this off. <laughs> oh, yeah. When should you be worried from... based off your true crime experience? <clears throat> One piece of advice from the last podcast on the left. Never go to a second location. Okay. What, what, what sort of situation are we calling a first location? Kate. I just want to point out that Paul broke that rule last night. Ooh. Well, <laughs> I wasn't the one in danger. She was because she's the female statistically. She is statistically the female? <laughs> Based on his dating records, statistically, statistically most likely to be female. She's most likely. So I, I did go on a date yesterday. And Why are we doing Paul's date corner? <laughs> Could you imagine if I did a roundup of my date? And she did just agree to go to another place with me. I was like, I'm trusting your judgment right now. Did you drive separately? No. I drove her. Now she's in your trunk. No, she's very for, much alive. For Let's legal know. purposes, that for, was a joke. For legal purposes, 100% <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> but I mean, she did get in my trunk, but only because she was like, I wonder how roomy it is in there. And I let her out immediately. She was just like, it looks like a nice trunk. And like, how much, how many groceries can you fit back there? A lot. Yeah. I was yeah. like, plenty. Um, so wait, how many, what was the second location though? Was it like, you guys got like dinner, dinner and, and then dessert? drinks? Oh, dinner yeah. and then drinks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you took her to Wendy's and then you took her to like... <laughs> And then I took her to Taco Bell because I was like, they, have they the, got the Baja Blaster. They got the Baja Blaster. Okay. That's a great drink. That makes so sense. I, I think I, I can endorse that as going to a second location. Yeah, yeah that's good. But <laughs> you went to Wendy's and then you went to a second location, which was the better Wendy's across town, which was a better soda machine. <laughs> well, there's syrup there. They 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 put a little bit more syrup with the carbonated water. <laughs> Um, okay, can we not take this true crime question about how to not get murdered and talk about my date, y'all? Can sorry. We... <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it was uh, just a perfect example. What were the uh, What were the rest of your tips that you had? Yeah, how would from what you 
from somebody who intakes a lot of true crime, what yeah. are your tips based on what you've learned about like what other than to go into a second location? What are like other things that are common tropes of I think being well, murdered? <laughs> well, I think it's more like patterns of behavior. Mm, POVs. Right? And so like there's things that you can pick up on, especially in the way that you communicate with that person. Like if they're pushing for specific things or disregarding what you're saying. Sometimes that and doesn't necessarily mean it's a red flag for murder or even like abuse or anything, but probably just not a good person if they're completely disregarding everything that you're saying and like immediately trying to convince you to do things that you don't feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So other than like going to a second location, what would be another example? Like if they were like, oh, you should like, what if it was just like you were ordering oh. at dinner and they were like, no, 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 that's not good. You should order this. It's better. Is that? Yeah. Anything controlling. Anything controlling. Bad. Yeah. I guess also like tips and like the second, moving to a second location thing. I've definitely done that. So I feel like I can't speak to that one. It is probably a good tip just in general not to do, but also like I've been cautious if it's somebody I've never met before. If they are driving me or, like, I'm getting, like, dropped off for the night, I don't have them drop. Like, I don't let them see exactly where I live. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did drop her off exactly where she lives, too. <laughs> I've done that before just for a car mechanic off Craigslist. I met him, like, uh, five minutes down the road from where I actually lived. And when I needed to get something from my house, I was like, oh, I got to go back to the house. And he was like, mm-hmm. I've definitely had a weird Uber driver with an ex-girlfriend. And when I when I was like we were getting dropped off at her place, and I like lied to him about exactly where she lived because I was like, this guy has got weird vibes. I do yeah, not want to like can pick up on vibes. Yeah. So. so that's that's the rule. How many Pass guys are you going check. on dates with that you think, wow, this guy has a weird vibe? Like it's I'm a murder vibe. I don't go on many dates, regardless. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely broken a few of these rules. And like, there was one date that I went on where I broke like all the rules as far as like being like in an unsafe environment like that's another one is like you should meet in public for the first time right mm-hmm. i let this this guy pick me up and then we drove to like an airport and just sat in a parking lot you've told me about the state can you tell yeah. the story it's awesome i just it, that's basically it like he picked me up and we we drove for like a really long time we were just talking and he was like oh i have a really cool spot let's drive over here and he was driving so i was like okay <laughs> what was it, what was the initial pitch for a date? Let's just drive around and talk. I don't know if there was. It was just like, oh, you want to hang out? And I was like, okay. And he's like, cool. I'll pick you up and go get food. But then we just got in the car. Is this a Tinder guy or what was this like? A- so it was someone that I knew for, through Twitter, and then we matched on Tinder. So I kind of knew them already, but not really. And it was also in my hometown. I was like back home for the summer. This was during college. Uh, but yeah, so we were driving around, and then we went to like our local regional airport very small airport and just parked in the parking lot and watched the planes fly over but nothing bad happened nothing weird happened at all we didn't even kiss or anything we just legitimately talked for a very long time well i'm glad you weren't murdered kate because then i wouldn't have known you i do share my location with probably 20 people Mm -hmm. so if i do ever go missing i think i you share your location with me so yeah if we've been friends for more than like a few months there's a good chance i'll share my location with you at some point Mm -hmm. and then just forget to turn it off so if I go missing, 20 people will know. Are you saying you, if you go missing, I need to do a Taken-style thing by using your location? Yes. I have a very peculiar or set least, of skills. I can ask for Kate back. Or at least give it to the police. I can politely request for Kate's return. Don't just sit on that information. Do something with it, please. That's crazy that she's in the middle of the booties and nobody's been in contact with her for four weeks. I can't believe she's not responding to me. This is selfish of her.
Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any tips? I don't watch a lot of true crime. Um, I think what you said is good. You probably want to meet in public. You don't want to go to a second location. Um, if they're being controlling about something or not, like, if, if they're not picking up on a hint, if you're saying something and they're not seeming to understand, yeah, that's probably a red flag. Um, watch your drink. Watch right? your drink. That's just in general. Oh my God. Yeah, this girl last night, she really was not, uh, she was not on these because I definitely, like, she came back from the bathroom and I was like, you want to finish my drink? And she just took it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I say those things, but yeah, I'm also not as cautious as I should be. But once again, for the record, I did not do anything to the drink. I just actually I did not want to drink it. <laughs> kind of sounds like you're confessing to something. All right. And the other thing about, let's, let's rehash our debate. This is a trap. Uh, yeah, I really did bring you to a place where it's somebody who almost, we always are on the same wavelength, so. <laughs> this is the only thing that we semi-disagreed on, and I don't fully yeah. even disagree. I think my thing with true my crime is it's made, it's made people more paranoid than they need to be, because I don't think media can make you more violent or make you commit more violent things. What I think media can do is make you think that things are more common than they are. So if you're already a violent person and you think, oh, everybody's committing violence because you're seeing a bunch of true crime stuff, you might be more likely to think that's normal and act on uh, your violent impulses. And I think... I like that idea. I'm missing out. (laughs) Everyone's doing it except for me. And I think if you're a naturally scared person and you're watching a lot of... Or a naturally anxious person or somebody who would be a victim of violence and you're watching a lot of media about uh violence being committed towards people you're going to think it's much more common than it is and act accordingly and it's making people paranoid and honestly just making us like a more atomized culture where nobody trusts their neighbor and i said i don't necessarily agree with the whole thing i do think that there is a problem with the regularity in which true crime media is consumed and advertised and i have a lot of qualms with the way that it's represented like, there are a lot of true crime podcasts and shows that, like, capitalize on people's traumas and don't mm-hmm. handle in a way that's respectful of the, the actual victims. And mm-hmm. I have a big problem with that. I agree with that. I had, I had an argument with a, a girl, uh, a woman in uh, in grad school, who was saying that the podcast that I listen to, uh, because they joke around, is really disrespectful. And I was like, the podcast that you're lionizing in contrast to that is called My Favorite Murder. Maybe fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I do like I I have issues with some of the way that true crime is consumed, but I don't necessarily think that it leads to people committing more crimes or being necessarily more anxious. If anything, I think it could desensitize us the same way with a lot of things that we see in media. Like think of the number of school shootings that we see in the media. And now it's just kind of like, oh, damn, another one. But don't children who are in schools that have to go through the trainings and stuff feel way more anxious because they think oh. it's so likely to happen? Yeah, I, when I, I think I've, I don't know if I've told you this, but like in, when I was in elementary and middle school, I had to go to intensive therapy because I genuinely thought that there, I mean, I grew up near DC, mm. but I like had a genuine fear that anytime I went into my school, that there was going to be a school shooting or there was going to be a bomb threat because there were bomb threats or like school shooting threats at least once a month. Yeah. And never resulted into anything, but I had to have like one on one conversations with our vice principal to be like, everything's safe here. But then we would have those drills the next week where it was like, get under your desk and just sit in the corner and don't say anything. Yeah. It definitely like makes an impact on you, but I don't know if children are consuming the true crime podcasts. 
No, but I think, I mean, adults are going to handle it differently than a child who's scared to go to school. But I think at some level, it is making people more distrustful of others. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But is that... A- I, I guess I, a, say that was my I guess the argument is whether it, it's rightful to be distrustful of others to, as a way to stay safe, or if the world's actually not that dangerous and being distrustful is just separating us and making people lonelier. That was my pitch for our our Let's Not Meet spooky season third segment was that it teaches you some street smarts if you read enough of them. And it teaches you the general idea of trusting your gut in a lot of situations. Yeah. I guess my thing is, is, is whatever that impulse is, is that keeping more people safe or making us more lonely and separated? Well, I think there's multiple benefits to true crime content, let alone, like, aside from whether it trains people to be more safe and be more prepared for those situations. Mm-hmm. But there have also been, like, actual results because of things that are getting attention through true crime podcasts or coverage of true crime. Yeah, I mean, on the individual crime level, like, obviously some people are either rightfully or wrongfully not convicted in certain cases, and it is good when those things come to light. Yeah. That is a separate... uh angle yeah i think it's definitely like an axis of change or a medium for real change even if it's like hey like they're like i've one of the true crime podcasts that i listened to they had an episode about two jane does that were not or a john and a a jane doe Mm -hmm. that hadn't been identified since the 1970s and two months after their podcast came out they actually identified them through people that listened to the show Mm -hmm. and like getting their dna test done and stuff like that's pretty cool to me I don't know where you guys stand on, like, uh, defunding police or those sorts of issues, but do you think people feeling more in danger isn't part of, on the other end of that, isn't part of how police departments justify overinflated budgets and militarizing themselves because everybody's on edge that anybody's ready to kill them and drag their body into the woods? And that's a way that they justify, you know, everybody, we, we have to have an assault rifle on every corner, sort of like, you're always in danger rhetoric. That's a good question. And I don't think so. You don't think so? <clears throat> no, I don't think true crime's contributing to that. I think a lot of people who are wanting the police to be more militarized and have bigger budgets are afraid of black people. They're not afraid of, like, a serial killer. <laughs> They're not afraid of, like, the Unabomber or whatever coming out and doing stuff. I don't know. I think it brings up a good point, but I also, and again, I think it depends what kind of content you're consuming. I think there are types of true crime content that do glorify the police mm-hmm. and like could be seen as a form of propaganda that like support their efforts. And There's like, also a lot of good ones that show how useless they are. Well, where it's like exactly, yeah, like they're doing a good job investigating in like TV shows. And then it's like in this story, this person rotted in their house for 14 days yep. before anyone thought to check on them. Yeah, the majority of the ones that I listen to tend to point out the way that different cases inept. were mishandled, and because they don't have the right like they're. Or, like, in domestic abuse cases, they were like, the police were given this case and they completely fumbled the bag and it's because we don't have actual resources in our community to handle this. I think and fumbled like, the bag is about money, but I, I see your point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. They mishandled the situation and it no. doesn't support the police. They did not understand the assignment. No. <laughs> they misunderstood the assignment. All right. I think uh, I see your point and I don't, I'm not, like, somebody who's saying we, I mean, I would never try to control media or other people, like... I wouldn't say that there's any sort of, like, solution to this. It's just something I wonder about, and I don't think you're wrong at all. No, I mean, I think it's good to question the way that we consume content, especially when it's real stories of real people. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I definitely find myself, like, 
feeling guilty or weird when I'm listening to a story of something that's happening right now and yeah. feeling icky when I'm like, oh, wow, this is so interesting. And I'm like, that's a real person. Yeah. And yeah. it sucks. And then I become sad. Well, it's crazy with the Gabby Petito case how quickly it became like it went from being something that was in the news to being something that was being narrativized. Yeah. Almost within a week, like it, it, he wasn't even found dead by the time people were already making it into like a little narrative to tell each other for making, you know, advertising money or twisting it into whatever version, you know, fit into their preconceived notion of how the world worked or worked for their little media well, projects. And what Adrian had brought up earlier, there was a lot of discourse about the way that that case was taken up and how like a lot of cases with white women just get taken up by the media mm-hmm. and become very influential in pop culture because it is a white woman. When at the time there were other cases that were very similar to Gabby's and they were not white women that did not get picked up and were not broadcasted yeah. in the same way. And that's an issue, too. Because it sells. I mean, yeah. it, when it's a media environment, what sells is what's going to get elevated. Paul, true crime isn't isn't good. Then how, how are white women going to let me know that they're quirky and not like the other girls? <laughs> they all listen to it. The ones that are quirky don't listen to it, right? Yeah. I feel oh, like it's the opposite. Don't normal girls listen to true crime? Yeah, it's pretty true. It's pretty normal core at this point. To the point where it was really funny when they rebooted the Halloween series that two of the new characters were um, true crime podcasters who were trying to look up into the Michael Myers case, which <laughs> oh was my gosh. pretty funny. Yeah, it was a pretty good spoof. Yeah, that's not bad. All right. Um, cool. Should we get into the columns? Yeah. yeah Kate, did yeah. you have anything else you wanted to add about, about the Kate experience? On true crime? On life. Oh, on life? On anything. Um, no, I mean, I guess it feels weird to say that I enjoy true crime. I don't know if I, like, necessarily enjoy it, because I do feel sick sometimes. And I feel sick when I find myself enjoying a story, but I think, like, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. The same way that I feel when I'm, like, reading current affairs, like... (laughs) I think most people, I I mean, I know that you don't enjoy it. Like, you're not enjoying, like, oh, yeah, get them, do more murders. You're enjoying it in a deeper way. I'm not questioning that. I know you're not, excited. (laughs) That a girl got murdered. No, now I'm just like, they're good points. And it makes me think about like, if I am being exploitative in the media that I'm consuming. Um, Okay. So I didn't read the answer to that question from this person. Um, Although reading one of their other questions, to Paul's point, she mentions a statistic of how likely you are to be killed by a serial killer. It's 0.0000036 something percent. Um, Someone pulled that out of the bag. Uh, but here's the question we're actually going to read her answer for once we discuss a little bit more. This is from at Cadaver Scientist. What are your thoughts on commercializing crime, i.e. Lizzie Borden or Prohibition-era mobsters? Hmm. Paul, would you buy a house if someone had been murdered in there? Uh, if it was one of those things where I felt like I was getting a deal because I know I kind of would do that for sure. If it, it's like it's like going to Walmart the day after Halloween for the cheaper candy. Like if I feel like I'm getting a deal, I just I want in. Well, I think that brings up a, like a bigger discussion on if you think that there is an afterlife, right? Or if you yeah. believe in karma or curses. I don't. Then you'll be fine. All right. So what are we on about? What do we do? Okay, commercializing crime. I think maybe this is a different question than what I thought. It was going to be, but uh, we kind of already had the whole conversation. Should we just jump into well, the answer? One of the things like, was capitalizing um, on it. It was someone who like owned memorabilia from like Charles Manson, who like bought it on auction. Would you do that on auction? No. What if it was Zodiac Killer? No. What if it was BTK? No. What if it was John Wayne Gacy? 
It's going to be a no to all of them. Is it because you're worried it's cursed and then you'll become no, the just, murderer? That takes it to a whole different level. I Would think. you buy Hitler's like, art? No. What? What if somebody gave it to you? Would you keep it? <laughs> Would I know? Yeah. yeah somebody it's, was like, it's a certified Hitler. Could I sell it and then donate the money to like... A foundation? No, it's in the contract that you have to uh, you have to not sell it. Wow, the real Sophie's choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's a piece of history right there. You're not going to take Hitler's art. I don't know. How do we get this to there? <laughs> Does that benefit Hitler if I take it? No, he ain't going to do nothing with the money. Okay, then I'll take it. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> and I will sell it, and I will donate you can't, the proceeds. You, you can't. You just want Hitler's art. <laughs> that is crazy, Kate. That is fucked no, up. No, okay, but I think there's a difference in consuming true crime and being the kind of people that like write letters to serial killers mm. and oh like my God. want to buy things mm-hmm. and send them money and promise to marry them once they get out. Yeah, yeah. That is that is a sort of mental illness I will never understand. It's the like people who get married to the serial killer it's and idolizing. It's, it's so common. It's crazy how common it is. So what are we? The commercialization of, of true crime. In what way? The houses? That was the first. That's the Lizzie Borden thing I thought, right? Isn't the house like a thing you can go pay to see now and stuff like that? Or That's what uh, I thought they meant by that. Okay, I see. Yeah. I mean, I mean, people who sell ads on their true crime podcast, is that wrong? Should they be? Ooh. How about Patreons? Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to do something, right? To, yeah. to do that research into that stuff, that's they true. need to make some sort of money to be able to do it. Yeah. But is there a point, like, is the merch, is it, like, when you make a t-shirt, is that, like, too the gaudy? Line. Is there, like, a way to do it respectfully? I have no idea. I honestly probably don't think I would ever care either way, but I think yeah. some people might. When we live in a capitalistic society, <laughs> Damn, no ethical there consumption, is no bro. ethical consumption, so. Mm, mm. Do, do we have any more answers for this question? No, let's see. Let's see what this uh, what this old answer Runo has to say. If you want to chime in at any point, if like whenever she's answering the question, it becomes more clear what she's talking about. Feel free to crime commercialized. You can't possibly refer be referring to the fact that we live in a world where you can dry your dishes with a dish towel that has Charles Manson's face on it. Win an Oscar for playing Aileen Warnos one year after her execution and relax in your tub with a Ted Bundy bath soak. While it's easy to clutch pearls about this sort of thing, humans have been commercializing crime for centuries. In 1908, people sold postcards featuring the decomposing body parts of the victims of serial killer Bell Guinness. So you might even say we've become a bit classier as a human race. My DIY litmus test for commercializing crime is twofold. How long has it been since the crime occurred, and how respectful is the commercialization? Oh, she's doing the 9-11 thing. Is that it a South Park? <laughs> Uh, where they realize that like they're like like at this second it's now officially enough time that we can make fun of 9-11. Um, the journalist Kim Wall was brutally murdered in August 2017, and there's already a TV show being made about the crime. The director says that the show depicts the reality and facts soberly and precisely. But I think we can all agree that it's just too soon, right? Now you can mention Lizzie Borden and mobsters like Al Capone, let's call them classical criminals, Lizzie was acquitted, but since we're talking about culture here, people do tend to remember her as a murderess. Not only are the people involved long dead, but the stories have become part of American history, an integral part, I would argue. How can we remember Prohibition without the mobsters? How can we unpack turn-of-the-century Victorian America femininity without touching on Lizzie Borden's strange life? Because of this, I have no ethical problem with turning Lizzie Borden into fanfiction and slapping Al Capone's face on a sweatshirt. They're public domain figures, if you will. 
P.S. I did an entire podcast episode on the commercialization of Lizzie Borden, if you want to check that out. Okay, she's plugging her own shit. That's kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) But there have been hundreds of famous crimes between Lizzie Borden and Kim Wall, and that's where the commercialization gets a little hairy, turning into a matter of personal taste. Take the American serial killers of the 1970s and 80s, many of whom have become officially iconic, for better or worse. As for Lizzie Borden, they're undeniably a part of our collective history. How can we talk about the development of America's interstate highway system, about stranger danger, about latchkey kids growing up to be helicopter parents, about DNA forensics, if we don't talk about serial killers? The problem is that some people who were involved in these crimes are still very much alive, like women who survived attacks from Ted Bundy, like Jonestown members who got out in time. Even some of these iconic serial killers are still lurching about in prison, like Gary Ridgway and David Berkowitz and Edmund Kemper. I know, I definitely thought Ed Kemper was dead too. Somehow, these criminals are in our history books and in our prisons at the same time. So what can we do? Can we buy a t-shirt with their faces on it? Should we wait 20 years? 100 years? I hope this doesn't feel like a cop-out, but I think that's the moral gray area that everyone has to navigate for themselves. I personally wouldn't feel right about wearing a shirt with Ted Bundy's face on it, but I've been on the phone with a woman who survived his attack. But I will wear a patch that screams true crime on my denim jacket, and I confess to being tempted by that Charles Manson dish towel. Mainly because it's just so deranged. Kate, Kate is giving me a look, and I agree with that look, that it is just weird. Not because it's offensive, it's just weird to like true crime enough to have a patch. <laughs> it says true crime? Yeah. Yeah. And the dish towel. Wait, what was the dish towel thing? Yes. The Charles Manson dish towel. That is weird. Does this make me a hypocrite? I yes. think so. I think so. <laughs> Do I think people wear Ted Bundy shirts are being atrociously disrespectful? Not necessarily. Oh, you think that makes her a hypocrite, Adrian, but you'll wear a Che shirt? You know, he killed people, right? No, she wrote, I think so. Mm, okay. Do I think people who wear Ted Bundy shirts are being atrociously disrespectful? Not necessarily. We are all situated at different lengths from true crime, and that's okay. Of course, as with anything, a little respect and empathy goes a long way. I think that's interesting that they ended with a lot of respect and empathy, but then talked about how they had... A dish towel with Charles Manson sweets on it. She said she was tempted by it. Also, I think the historical ones are, um, she really kept stuff below, like, older than two decades. And I think that's easier morally. Yeah. I mean, how long do you think we're going to have to wait until we see, like, a Netflix special on Gabby Petito? Well, that's why I brought that one up, because it seems like literally it's happened. And as soon as it did, people were already turning it into a Something is definitely already in production for a special. And that one was the one that felt disrespectful to me. I don't think anything Charles Manson would feel disrespectful to me. It's been so long. But I don't know why. I mean, it's not like people who knew um, people who knew his victims aren't still alive. They are. Yeah, they are. So I don't know why it feels that way. It's not that I think they have to have gotten over it by now, but it's just like it is now a piece of the historical record. I think the Gabby case just feels so soon to have people make such solid statements about it. Time is a man-made concept. Also, one of the four dimensions of space-time. It's all subjective, man. But it does actually exist, you know? Yeah, I know. You're <laughs> saying this is why I still haven't watched Once Upon, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet. I'm going to give it like 30 years when I watch it. I saw that. Also because it's so it long. All right, let's get to Silly Voices. <laughs> So we're reading an advice column from Evan Mark Katz, which is a website that pitches itself as a dating coach for smart, strong, successful women. Mm. Oh, female dating strategies. Okay, so Evan Mark Katz, a dating coach for smart, strong, successful women. Um, like me. How like can I trust a guy who has two first names and a pet as his name? I know. It also sounds Wait. like a man's name, but I guess it has to be Wait, yeah, let's... a woman. 
Let's look into this. Yeah, let's do the about page. Is it page. an article about from a man about like dressed two women about how to date about female dating strategies? Hi, I'm Evan Marquette. It is a man. Hi, I'm Evan Marquette. I'm a dating coach for smart, strong, successful women who want to find lasting love. Here's how I got here, and here's how I can help you get there too. That's an alpha. Mm. That's an alpha male right there. Maybe a sigma. Is that the word? I don't know. I don't keep up with those. Is it a sigma male? He's an MGK. He's an alpha omega. High value man. Part of his uh, bio is that he was hired and fired by J-Date four times. Hmm. What's J-Date? Jewish dating. dating. Oh, I was going to guess, but I didn't want to assume, you know. He wrote a book, Why You're Still Single. Why am I still single? Then he wrote a book, Finding the Right One Online, and Why He Disappeared. Like he went missing? No, no, no. He wrote a book called Why He Disappeared, I assume, about breakups. Like, oh, why? I thought oh. it was like a biography about himself. Yeah, so he's some sort of weird dating coach. I'm not going to lie. It's weird that he pitches himself as a coach for women, but he's not a woman and has what never dated like? as a woman. Can I see what he looks like? Yeah. Oh, yes. A white man. A white man. That's all I needed to see. Thank you. Let's continue. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a funny... Here, Adrian. Can you describe this picture for the audience, please, Adrian? Uh, yeah, it's like Justin Long if he was a little Justin Longer. It's a pretty <laughs> lanky Justin dude. Longer. Okay, what's your best uh, description of Evan Mark Katz? Um, So he looks like a guy I went to college with that couldn't get into his like top frat and mm. had to go to like his number three mm. frat, but definitely a finance bro or a marketing bro. He looks like one of those things where... One of those things? That's a person, Paul. He looks like one he of those things... He's a man. He's a white man. So this person writes into Evan Mark Katz. I've been dating my boyfriend for a couple of months. I'm 50. He is 60. We both have PhDs. We met from an online dating service. Initially, I wasn't sure I had any chemistry, but decided to give the guy a shot. He is smart, funny, and had been thoughtful, giving me gifts, writing me notes, etc. Texts a lot and makes time for me on weekends and once during the week. Wait, a six-year-old that texts a lot? 60. That's oh, cool. yeah. Is that a red flag? No, it's just... Oh, that's just for, cool? Good for them, yeah. Mm. I don't think they have the thumb strength at that point. My uh, grandma doesn't text ever. She doesn't text you a lot, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> About a few weeks in, we were sitting in bed watching TV talking. He started talking baby talk to me. It was high-pitched mushing words together weird baby talk i was shocked he kept at it and it was a complete turn off yes yes kate um what is baby talk can you please provide an example for our audience yes. <laughs> paul just does his favorite verse by the baby it's so weird because <laughs> I, do, baby. I do it all the time with my nephew but it's so hard to do it when you're not looking at a baby like i can't think of what it's like here i'll pull up a picture on my phone yeah look at the picture of a baby i actually don't know where my phone is this is going to be really embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. This is actually going to be humiliating, but I'll do it for the pod. <laughs> buddy, what's that? What's that? What you got there, buddy? What are you doing? What are you doing? Just kicking your little feet. Kind of sounds like a regular voice. I hated voice. every second of that. <laughs> that one wasn't drastic. I don't know. That one wasn't that you crazy. You like, goochie, goochie, goo. I don't go that high-pitched, no. I don't know. I don't like kids, so. Oh, really? Interesting. There are no kids in my life. Okay, let me finish the question. Uh, Adrian, did you want to do your baby voice? How about your pet voice? How do you talk to cats or dogs? 
Or ferrets. Oh, the dogs is like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> ferrets. Uh, ferrets? I haven't seen a ferret in a long time. Okay. I'm usually like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Since I had been so into him at the time, it was not that I was looking for a reason to break things off. It just took me by complete surprise. He's done it many times, only when we are alone, never in public. So far. It's usually in the evening, maybe we, when he, maybe when he's more relaxed. I don't know, but it's definitely a turnoff. After the third time I said to him in the nicest way possible, Did you know you talk baby talk? I just was not sure what to say to him. He said something like he didn't realize it. I asked him if anyone else in the past has commented on it, and he said no. Hmm, why am I so lucky to get this, I thought. But he couldn't have just started doing this with me. The fourth time I said it again, and he tried to say that he was just relaxed. Several things happened over the following six weeks that have made me wonder if he really is the one for me. Some passive-aggressive behavior, some pouting when he doesn't get his way, some really immature behavior. He actually had an alcoholic parent and has some of those characteristics from growing up in that family. He also likes to wear a bib. I'm joking, I added that last part. <laughs> I would not have said my boyfriend's emotionally stunted. I'm beginning to think that he is. Why does he do this? Is this common? I've heard adult women do this and it is creepy then too. But this is a huge turnoff and I feel like running home when he does it. Not sure why I haven't. I have not yet said I don't want him to do it. I've been thinking about how to approach him with this or hoping it was just going to be a one or two time thing. But it looks like it's a part of his communication style. There's nothing else surrounding the baby talk. Like, he isn't trying to ask for sex or anything like that. I'm just baffled by this and have never heard a grown man do this. Any thoughts? Any thoughts, Kate? Is this a turnoff? Oh, wait, I have a question. Yeah. Are you allowed to curse on this show? Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. Has it been clean this whole time so far? I don't know. Yeah, except for the one time I was like, fuck. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna okay. do that, that Tim Robinson sketch. Do any of these fuckers have like a big cum shot at any point <laughs> whenever they're doing their baby talk? No, okay. So this, I was, I started laughing when you're reading it because it reminded me of an episode of a show, and I forget the show that I was watching this in. But basically, like they would be having sex, and they would be like, it would be like super emotional, like they're making love, you know, and then. <laughs> he would just start yelling, and he'd be like, "Fuck you, bitch, whore," and that's how he would like. You know? Come? Yeah. Um, uh, are you scared of saying the word come? I don't know. <laughs> cool. I don't know who's listening to me. Anyways. Um, so then My she parents was... listen to every episode. They actually do. Oh. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hi, girl. So, yeah. So this episode of the show that I forget what it is. If I had my phone, I would look it up. But he had to say those things in order to come. Mm. Like, it was like a thing for him. And she'd be like... I can't believe you just said that. And he would have like no memory of it. He'd be like, I would never say those things to you. Like I would never call oh, you. I've done before. that before in bed. I, <laughs> I love would, like, you. I totally He's like, are you sure that I said that? And she's like, yes, don't do that again. That was weird. But then the next time they would do it, it'd be super romantic. And then he'd be yelling mm-hmm. at her. And then Is that like. Broad City? It might have been Broad City. Mm. I honestly thought you were going to bring up the Broad City where the, it's where it's what's his name as a big baby, where it's... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed, Fred Armisen? Fred Armisen uh, at, playing a big baby who hires them to be maids. Mm-hmm. That's also very good. I don't know if the episode I'm talking about is from yeah. Broad City, but that would make sense if it was. But it, like, I don't think they ever resolve it. It basically is just like, he's like, okay, I'm not going to say it. And then they have sex again, and he's just like trying to hold it in, like trying to not say it. And then she's like... 
okay, just say it. And he's like, fuck, bitch, core. Like, and then he, and then he does it. You see, that one feels more like you couldn't actually not remember it. I could almost see somebody not realizing that they're changing their voice a little bit, mm. but... Ah, code switching. Hey. <laughs> In bed. Man. But, like, the baby talk thing feels maybe a little bit more like he doesn't know he's doing it. Have you ever heard somebody, like, talk to their... I've had an ex that, like, they're, they're talking to, like, pets, their baby's voice was a turn-off to me. Like, they had the wrong top type oh, yeah. of baby talking. I was like, that's... To their pets? Yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound right to me. That's not, like, cute baby talk. So it's, the was... issue is that it's bad baby talk. Yeah. Baby yeah. Talk. No, I don't difference? think I mind baby talk. It just didn't hit the right voice pitch. I was just like, it sounds weird to me. Okay, well, I think it's different if they're using baby talk on a baby or a pet versus on you. Yeah, no, it wasn't on me. I don't think I've ever had somebody use no baby, baby talk. I don't think I've ever had a girlfriend use baby Boy, talk on me. That's what you Have you had say. a boyfriend do baby talk on you? No. Have you ever done baby talk? Do you do baby talk? No. I think I couldn't take myself seriously enough to do that. I would just start laughing. Goo goo gaga. No, yeah. I'm a, I'm a baby. Absolutely not. But like, I can't even do like <laughs> dirty talk without laughing. Because it's just so silly to me. Mm-hmm. But maybe if I'm a child, I don't know. Dirty talk is weird. It's yeah. a weird thing. Yeah, he has to be really like really in the mood for that. Otherwise, I just, it sounds pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And then I get the thing where I'm like watching myself or like, Seeing myself from a third person perspective, and I'm Ooh, like, this is ridiculous. like a voyeur of your own sex. Yeah, I'm like, this is stupid. You look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And when I'm giving ex- instructions to a maid, I never know how to explain to them how dirty something is. I just can't do dirty talk. <laughs> Sorry, I'll cut that. <laughs> no, I think you should leave it in and then make sure that you include the dead silence afterwards. <laughs> We didn't even crack when you started laughing. Sometimes, you know, there's a dead silence yeah. and then, like, the person who made the joke starts laughing and everyone else laughs, but... Ouch. We didn't even give you that. Ouch. Adrian, have you ever had baby talk? I don't think so. No. Damn. Yeah. None of us have experience with this. I have a follow-up question. Yeah. Would you admit it if you had? Yeah. Okay. Would you... Oh! That, is that if I was a baby talker or if I was baby talked to, I think both that would be fun. Yeah, no, I would Is that your it. way of admitting that you didn't admit it and you've had it happen? No. Okay. How do you guys feel about uh, Nick Kroll's character, the baby? From his sketch show? No, 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 it's from Comedy Bang Bang. Whenever he does Chupacabra, the Mexican radio host, he also does a little Spanish baby. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess it's part of the radio show. I haven't seen it. But he's so young, baby. <laughs> I don't think Nick Kroll is Hispanic enough to do that bit as my take on it. Oh, he definitely tries. <laughs> Typically with advice columns, you get a single problem with the, with the, you know, oh, but everything else is wonderful. He's the best boyfriend in the world, but this one thing is bothering me. It's called the Sir Mix-a-Lot question. The Sir Mix-a-Lot question. Mm. In this case, there's the one thing that's bothering her that actually doesn't seem like a big deal. And then she drops like the bomb at the end where she's like, also, he's kind of mean to me. He has past trauma that he hasn't dealt with. (laughs) Yeah. And and she drops like a lot of way bigger bombs at the end. Mm. Ah. He's healing his inner child. Ooh. That's smart. Damn, bro. I stole that from TikTok. That's the thing I say on TikTok. No, I don't know. I feel like I can't relate to this. I don't know. I've never experienced it. I feel like if that happened to me, I would also feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So then what What? 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 What are these other silly voices that you're doing then? If you're not doing baby talk. I don't know if it's necessarily do like silly voices. I just switch voices. 
Mm. Depending on who I'm talking with. So like And this is a case where somebody in a romantic context is using a baby voice. And she doesn't like yeah. it because she feels like you should probably only use that for babies. Right. And I definitely ha- like when I talk to pets, like I pro- I definitely use it. Like with my like family's dogs, yeah. I go home. I've heard your pet voice. You have a fine pet voice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know about silly voices. I think I just tend to like Wait, you didn't want to do your baby voice. Can you do an example of your pet voice, how you talk to your dog? Come here. Come here, Diddy. It's okay. Yeah, that's a good voice. Good girl. That's it. Again, it goes higher. Mm -hmm. I feel like it'd be scary if you talk to a pet or a baby like, come here. Well, even men do it with babies, and there's been studies that babies actually react uh, react more to higher-pitched voices. So there's like a reason people go... Yeah. Like, mm. what 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 should she do to uh, neutralize this situation, or should she just leave him because of the other red flags? I think she needs to make a decision whether it's a deal breaker or not. And if it is, then if her partner's not accommodating for that deal breaker, then it's a deal breaker. You think should she should end. set a boundary around this? If it's that important to her, yeah. Unless mm. they're able to meet a medium, then it's like, don't just stick around because. Like, you're unhappy with the situation, but you're, like, don't want to be alone if it's, like, it's that big of a deal. I think the passive aggressive behavior and the immature behavior, I'm just disappointed she didn't, like, delve into that more. That seems way more... They're also fully grown adults. Yeah, 50 and 50 60. and 60 with PhDs. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she should record him and humiliate him in front of his students. Hmm. Actually, okay. recording him when he does it is not a bad idea, especially if it's like a subconscious thing that might make it to a thing where he's like yeah, on watch, then being like, "Oh, I might try to switch if he's, that." What if he's into public humiliation and that unlocks something else? Oh shit, that's a good point. Well, that you you run that danger anytime you that's true humiliate someone. That's true. Mm. It's a risk she's gonna have to take. Yeah, I don't know. Why do you think I'm mean, so mean to Ben on this pod? I know he likes it. <laughs> Hashtag be mean to Ben. <laughs> Hashtag be mean to Ben. <laughs> I don't know. What would you do? It seems like a thing where maybe if it's subconscious, you just have to work on it together and in like a year or two, get it to like a toddler voice. And then a few years after that, get it to like a kid get voice. Get to puberty. And then yeah, eventually a teenage voice where he's like cracking his voice or whatever <laughs> while he's doing it. And then eventually get it into a grown man voice. That's what I mean. I mean like. Although he is 60 because there's also that extra step where like, you exactly. know how you get a new voice when you're old? Is that a thing? Do you get a new voice? Yeah, that's why in How I Met Your Mother, Bob Saget was old Ted Mosby. Because they're like, when you get older, you become Bob Saget. But it also becomes harder to change your ways. Because when you're younger, you have fluid intelligence, but then you hit a certain age and it becomes crystallized. Hey, fluid intelligence indeed, my boys. Adrian just took a a sip for (laughs) those who can't see. No, but that's the thing. Like When you hit a certain age, your intelligence and your opinions become crystallized and it's harder to form new opinions or new approaches to things yeah that's interesting jargon I, we just talk about it with like neuroplasticity yeah plasticity of behavior yeah what's that uh old-timey surgery where you split, split a person's brain in half lobotomy could she, yeah lobotomy. could she lobotomize them with frontal lobotomy is it worth it just get a new person there, there was a period in the podcast where our advice to everyone was a frontal lobotomy do you not remember that <laughs> no <laughs> electroshock like therapy things what Whenever anybody like two people are in an argument, your solution is also to do like the like the biblical split the baby thing. Yeah, how oh, would you like that bit? Maybe he wouldn't talk to her as a baby if she split the baby in half. Is that, is that what you're <laughs> okay, so get a baby and split it in half, and then see what happens. Mm. 
What if you brought a baby around and he didn't do baby talk to the baby and he was just really <laughs> formal with it? It was just like, pleasure you to meet you. That's kind of how I like, as a bit, that's how I like interact with kids and dogs. <laughs> Especially like a really wild dog when like someone at a park thinks you want to meet their dog is I always just stick my hand on it. It's like, pleasure's mine. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, my serious advice is she Ooh, needs to question more seriously you. the other things she mentioned about his immaturity and passive aggressiveness. No, that's boring. Red flags I'm going to tell you the story about one of my managers at Trader Joe's who uh, showed us a voice that he did with his kids, uh, which was like a like comforting thing for them that they always enjoyed. Uh, they were like three or four whenever I was working with him, uh, which is he would do a thing called Mickey Daddy, which is he would talk like Mickey Mouse to his no. kids. And he showed us once at work. It was the most disturbing thing I had ever heard. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just imagine a grown-ass man at the job that you work with talk to you as if he's Mickey Mouse. I can't even... What is this? Hi, kids. What, what Disney-ass shit were you watching? I don't know. What does Mickey sound like? Oh! Oh! Mm-hmm. Had a lot of that. Oh. My voice doesn't go that high. And it's one of those things, too, where, like, kids don't have object permanence and are idiots, so, like, literally his daughter would start crying and be like, you're talking regular, I want Mickey Daddy. Where's Mickey Daddy? <laughs> Mickey Daddy. Um, and you have to like cover your face and then come back into character. <laughs> I think we've and talked so. about this before on pod, but what's it called when it's like negative reinforcement? Can she start just slapping him every time he does a voice? It's positive punishment. Yeah, shock collar. Shock collar. But again, you run the risk. What if he likes it? What if, what if he, he likes, likes it? it? Does that does that stop a lot of stuff that you want to do in life? Is just thinking about <laughs> yeah. what if someone likes it's it? Fear. Why are you mm. so worried that people are going to be into humiliation? Have you run into this as a problem before? Come on, <laughs> All right, let's get into the answer. Uh, I will not confirm or deny to the audience if Kate was nodding up and down or left and right to those questions. Uh, my thoughts? You certainly asked the weirdest question of the month, so there's that. But since I'm here to solve your dating problems, let's tease this out and dissect your baby talking guy from a few different angles, okay? First of all, baby talk in and of itself should not be the reason to break up. I will concede that it's unusual, I will concede that it's annoying, but if he's smart, funny, thoughtful, relationship-oriented, financially stable, and good in bed, then it would be hard to say with a straight face that you should dump him when he brings out the high-pitched voice a couple times a month. As such, baby talk, <laughs> especially done privately, is no different than any other annoying quality that one might encounter in a partner. I pick the skin on the bottom of my feet when I read in bed. Disgusting, right? My wife hasn't dumped Okay. No, yeah, I gotta say, I disagree. If there is a boundary that is being crossed in bed with your partner, mm. and you don't like it... Wait, was this in bed? Should... I thought this was just, like, just generally. Okay, well, either way, in general, if you have a boundary mm. and you're not comfortable with it, and your partner... Well, like... his thing was, like, literally in bed, like, not during sex. The writer of this column is picking the skin of his feet while in He's bed. He's gotta get one wife. of those things for the shower, like the pumice Which stomach. is a psychotic thing to admit to, willingly. Wonder... Your wife should leave you. That is so Well, he likes being weird. humiliated in his own column. I would love to go through this guy's responses to see the percentage of times where he is actually like, yes, you should break up with this man. Mm. I wonder mm. if this is all just a thing to keep women with do you think this is a psyop by bad men <laughs> to convince women to stay with bad men? I, he's like, if he does all these other things, but he does this thing that makes you very uncomfortable in everyday life, just deal with it. <laughs> you say that you don't like that your man forgets your birthday every year. Well, shit. 
I mean, every time I go to the shitter, I forget to flush, but my wife's still with me, so, like, I don't understand. You should stay with him. You say that it was a, a breach of trust for him to sleep with your sister. Well, let's deconstruct that. What is a marital bed in the first place, if not a patriarchal invention? And then blame the sister, blame the sister. <laughs> your sister sounds like a real hoe. <laughs> Leave your family, stay with your man. That's yes. my advice. Mm. That's how I would We only do ride or dies around here. <laughs> it uh. sounds to me like you're not loyal. He is clearly going through some issues. Okay. And you need to stick by him and support him as a faithful wife. I pick the skin on the bottom of my feet when I read in bed. My wife hasn't dumped me yet. My wife eats Oreos in front of the sink before brushing her teeth. Kind of peculiar, huh? And yet I predict we will make it to our next anniversary. Yours was way worse, homeboy. Those are not the same <laughs> at all. I don't know. The Oreo one kind of gets me. <laughs> That's kind of gross. It's literally the worst thing for your teeth. Just like right before you brush your teeth. like. But like, do you do you think she actually has them by the sink? Or is it just like, oh, I'm going to go to bed soon. Let me get a last, like no, a dessert No, it seems too specific. I think, I think she's going straight up to the sink. Just... <laughs> Delicious. To be clear, I'm not defending the baby talk itself. I'm only trying to put this odd but benign action in its proper place. There are far greater sins in a relationship to consider, and there are always valid reasons to break up with someone. You just have to unpack them and separate them from the baby talk itself. The immaturity, the passive aggressiveness you cite above, maybe the baby talk relates to it, maybe it doesn't. But that's why you date for two plus years before you get married. You get to see a man, and fool, without your love blinders on. Down the road, you can decide for yourself if his behavior is acceptable or unacceptable. To me, odd personal habits are usually acceptable because they don't involve how he treats you. Once he treats you poorly or communication isn't working for you, that's another story. One thing's for sure, you don't want to bottle this up and build up resentment. You have to say something in a gentle way, because chances are no one has ever told him the truth about how grating this habit is. Let him know that you care about him, you're enjoying yourself, and yet you find yourself getting unintentionally annoyed with him. Not because he's a bad guy, but because baby talk is such a departure from how you normally communicate, and because you've never met anyone else who does anything like that in your 50 years. You're pleased that he feels relaxed around you. You just want to understand this behavior more. Come from a place of understanding and curiosity, rather than lecturing, and at the very least, he'll know how you feel about his unique vocal stylings. Damn, okay, we got T-Pain over here with unique vocal stylings. Whether it stops and whether it's a deal-breaker material, only one of those is within your control. Please come back and let us know what happens. Everyone else, please weigh in on the baby talker and let me know what the most unusual, annoying trait you've ever had in a partner is. Ooh, Great way to drive engagement. <laughs> um, okay. Paul first. Hey, go off, sis. Oh, I, I was going to read the comments. You want me to yeah. actually answer the question? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, what's what was like that question? Weigh in on the... Let me know what the most unusual, annoying trait you've ever had in a partner is. Oh, um... Definitely being a shoplifter was frustrating to me and a partner. Mm. Like an avid? Yeah, like like a, not I need to, but fuck corporations. I'm going to shoplift every time I go shopping. Mm. And that, I just was like, I would just rather pay for it and not feel like on edge that a security guard's going to walk up to me. Mm. Hey, women were designed to be gatherers. Mm. We, we go into the store and we gather. It's true. Women be gathering. <laughs> I've always said it. Me and Steven Pinker. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Steven Pinker. Stevie Pinks. Be gathering. Pinky and the brain. Do you have one? What is it? Most annoying... Trait? 
trait. Habit of a partner. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know. Me either. Like, I feel like I did once date this girl who ate her peas one at a time. Like, yeah, with a fork, just one at a time. She ate her peas. I broke up with her because of that. (laughs) Just doing Seinfeld (laughs) bit. No, no, no. That's a real life experience. Kate, most annoying uh, habit of somebody you've dated. Mm-hmm. oh you know what um okay so I, I i was briefly dating this uh woman who um she was just really i don't know what the word is i don't think if you did... say she had big hands i'm gonna slap you adrian <laughs> and they she were all natural hands. if you said she has man hands <laughs> um i don't know if uh it's like ditzy is the right word but it's the kind of thing where like if she was taking something out of the toaster oven she would be really careless and would often like burn her hand or something. And she'd do shit like that in a lot of different ways. And it's just one of those things where it's like hard to like console another adult for being an idiot. Where like she would do that and she would like start crying. And I'd be like, I mean, that's kind of stupid. Maybe just don't do that. Maybe just be more intentional in the way you move. I... Okay, so I'm not a very easily annoyed person, but I did have a partner and it got like towards the end, just everything that they did was annoying to me. Mm. So I don't know if this is just me being, like, not a great person, but I would get annoyed at, like, the simplest things, and they had a habit of just, like, not wanting to shower by themselves. And every single time, they wanted me to join them. And that got really, really annoying to me. Mm. And then they would get upset when I didn't want to join them, and I was like, I don't... That's I also I would feel like showering together is like an early relationship thing. Yes. And then after mm. the first month, you're like, okay, it's but annoying. like, let me just get clean by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. it, it's like fun and sexy very early in a relationship. Yeah. And they would get super like sad. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, just I don't got like more that. Annoyed. I mean, no, I totally get that. Okay, I, you yeah. want to just I feel get. bad about that. Like, a shower is kind of like not an obligation. It's like a daily chore, you know? It's yeah. something you it's just want to just, get done. You're in a little. little Room by yourself. That's annoying to me. No, I, I'm on your side. Thank you. You're 100% in the right. It's been on my chest for a while. I had to get it off. Thank you. Thank you for letting the people know. This is like a therapy session for me. Amelia's going to love that. She loves hot goth. Hot Oh, you know what's really weird? I, so this is something that I've experienced in the last uh, like month of being here that I haven't experienced anywhere else. Uh, people who ask you to text you when they get home. <laughs> I'm that person. Most of the people I know. Yeah. Everyone I know in South Carolina is really big on like, send me a text when you get home safe. And it's like, yeah. are you my mom? Like, I, I don't really get it either. Yeah. I, I trust most adults to take care of themselves. Yeah. It feels like odd. I also, what a way to find out that drinking. I'm dead. Yeah. If we're like all out and if they're not like driving home, but like yeah. if they're Ubering or something, then I'll be like, hey, just make sure you get home all right. And like, let me know when you get home. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Any other annoying things you're uh, learning the comments good or anything? Uh, no. They actually only with two comments. I did like the angle that this guy's a psyop by men to trick women into saying in bad relationships. Oh, you know what the other one was? Is, uh, for some reason I always seem to attract, uh, women who are really into marijuana. And as someone who doesn't do it anymore, being around a high person who you're into but just kind of acts a little bit dumber whenever they're high is, like, a really annoying turnoff. Mm, I get that. Yeah. I think that's with anything. Like, if they're participating in something that you aren't anymore. Mm-hmm. Or that just, like, aren't in general. It could just be kind of frustrating, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I'm trying to think Validate me. (laughs) You right, girl, right? (laughs) You got it. Validate my experience. Preach, queen. Thank you, thank you. All right, man. I guess another pet peeve is when disagreements are seen... Like, disagreements about media are seen as a fight. 
So if you don't like like the same movie or something mm-hmm. and it offends the other person, that's really odd to me because I do have hot takes and I, I think it's hard to Paul be with loves someone. his hot takes. You gotta know that. I, I love it. my hot takes. So disagreeing about media is like, it's a little hard if somebody takes that personally or thinks I'm insulting, like, you know, saying they're dumb or something. Yeah. This is a tangent to your comment. When people take their own opinions as a part of their identity and are unable to separate yeah. the difference between their feelings towards a specific thing and like their feelings towards themselves yeah like if someone doesn't like an opinion i have i'm like yeah like we did not we were not raised the same way we don't have the same taste like that's yeah. totally fine i respect that you have the right to a different opinion but some people do not realize the difference between an opinion and an identity no and yeah for sure i mean annoying. there's opinions that are identities and then media as identities and i think yep. you shouldn't ever <laughs> treat either of those things as identities so your favorite books and movies, I don't really care if you hate my favorite stuff. Like, I think that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. And I really don't care if you disagree with me on like, I mean, there's like core principles where if I think you're a cruel person, that's bad. But if we yeah. just disagree on like Medicare for all, I think there's plenty of people who disagree with me on that who are good people. And so just like the inability to separate opinions from an insult. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Adrian. I once dated this girl who liked eating her peas one by one. (laughs) (laughs) You guys do not have fun Seinfeld episodes. (laughs) All right. Are we ready to get into the third saggy? Yeah. Uh, Third saggy. She don't know what's coming. I don't. I'm very scared. All right, Kate. Welcome to the Thunderdome. The anticipation is killing me. I'm going to text you the third saggy, Kate. We're all going to do this? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, me and you aren't a team, Adrian, but you should look at the questions. Okay. All right. So Kate is famously from the Northern Virginia or Nova part of Virginia. Oh, shit. I don't like to let people just take on an identity without testing them, without vetting them to make sure that... Rep your set. Yeah. Rep your set. So we have a Northern Virginia quiz. So if you're going to... You're going to come at us all this time with this, like, I'm a Nova girl. I'm a Nova I'm girl. Nova girl. <laughs> if you're always going to be pretending that you're the real shit, I got to know, is she the real shit? Me and Adrian get to work as a team because we're not from Nova. Okay, so I just keep myself to myself. My keep yourself to yourself, bro. No, no, you, you got to answer for the audience, obviously. Oh, okay. Um, but me and Dude, Adrian. how cool would it be if this is just a silent segment? <laughs> I'll just do a test for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, I forgot we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I thought we were just hanging out, guys. Okay. That's what so, it feels like. It's like having a beer with the fellas. I am a fella. How Northern Virginia are you? It's a quiz on proprof.com. Okay. Okay, question one. What is the correct pronunciation of H-O-O-E-S road? Hooey's road. Um, I think I, you all should guess first, and then I'll say my Yeah, answer. so this is this, the equivalent for this for Columbia would be uh, H-U-G-E-R. Yeah, Hugh Street. Hugh Street. Hugh no, it's Hugey. Ah, interesting. Um, a lot of people pronounce it Hugger or whatever. Something random. Um, I think it's going to be Hoosey. Okay. A, you think Hoosey? Oh, yeah. I think top left. All right. Kate? I would say Hose. Okay. So, the second one. God damn it. Kate got it right. Is All right. It... Next. <laughs> okay. Fort Belvoir houses what? 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 How is it pronounced? Belvoir. Fort Belvoir houses what branch of the military? Okay. okay. Definitely not Navy, right? Yeah, Northern not Navy Virginia. or Marines. They're, they're not on the... I yeah. mean, they're on a river, but... I, I bet it's Air Force. You think Air Force? I think Air Force. But that that's that's a more recent branch. I, I would want, I want Army? to say Army, but I'll, I'll, I would, no, I would defer I'm okay to with you. Army. Okay. I'm, I'm saying Army. What is right. it? What's your guess, Kate? Army. 
Okay. Hey, Paul. Okay. All right, two and one. Um, HOV stands for high octane vehicle, high occupancy vehicle, hot occupant vehicle, or holdover vehicle. Yeah, that third one's every time I'm in a car, you know what I mean? Uh, I thought it's definitely high octane, right? Oh, it's definitely high occupancy. It's a HOV lane. Hove. <laughs> it's the rapper. <laughs> the the All right, house. yeah, high occupancy. Yeah, yeah, it's a lane, right? It's the name okay. of a lane. Right. Kate? Yes, high occupancy vehicle. That's for if you have like two or more passengers or something? Yeah, I didn't know that was Nova specific. I feel like that's not Nova specific. It probably isn't Nova specific, but every single like highway has an HOV lane. Oh, and it's just very common it's, in Nova. Yeah, it's very common. There's little diamonds everywhere. Ooh. T.C. Williams is an author or poet, a school in some movie, a school in Arlington, the only public high school in Alexandria. Ooh, Adrian, what do we think? I think author or poet seems like a weird way to word that. A school in some movie, a school in Arlington, the only public high school in Alexandria. I'm going to say... A school in Arlington feels like from test taking. Is that what you're going for? You think the fourth one? I think because it'd be one of those things where it's like, oh, you're from Alexandria, you went to T.C. Williams, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. That seems like a conversation we'd have at the grocery store. Okay, like when somebody says they grew up in Charleston and you're like, oh, I I know what you mean, you went to Wando. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or Magnet, there's two schools in Charleston. I feel like nowhere in Nova is going to only have one public school, though. That's my problem with that answer. Ooh, that might be true. Do you want to go with Arlington? Is it Arlington in West Virginia, though? That's where the cemetery is, right? Oh, that's in D.C., yeah. Okay, yeah, let's do the school in Arlington. All right, and Kate? Only public school in Alexandria. Damn it. I'm okay, sorry, so Adrian. Asian was right, but it does, it's, it, they say it differently. It's like, oh, you went to D.C. Williams because it's the only public school and everyone uh, elsewhere went to a private school. Oh, so it's like a really ritzy area. It's not like a super underfunded area. No, yeah, Alexandria like, is a pretty... <laughs> upper class area so if you went to tc williams then it's like oh. it looks like you're worried that you're about to say you something problematic <laughs> i am <laughs> i am uh, alexandria is a very upper class area so uh, that's all of nova is what is that four and two yeah i don't know we've gotten two she's gotten four yeah all can right. i read oh. the next one yeah. yeah please do it's the christmas holiday season which area's traffic do you most want to avoid leesburg alexandria tyson's corner or springfield it's got to be Tyson's Corner, man. That's just a corner. I know. That's kind of what I was thinking. You know, it also I mean, sounds like a shopping district. Like, oh, let's go down to Tyson's, Tyson's corner. corner. It's almost like Harbison. Yeah. Harbison's just the one street. Yeah, yeah, it feels like where the malls and the outlets are. Let's log but, it in? Yeah, let's, let's, let's sign it in. Tyson's Corner. Right. Yes, I would agree. Tyson's Corner has two, actually. So mm. there's Tyson's Corner, which is a normal, well, a normal mall that's like three stories. But then there's Tyson's 2 Galleria, Ooh. which is all like... Like Gucci and Louis Vuitton mm. and like very upper end. Isn't it kind of, kind of fucked up that the Mall of America isn't in DC? Yes. Have we have, have we talked about Wait, where that? Where is it? Like Michigan? Ohio? Oh, Michigan. Mm. That was the fun fact about me for our audience. <laughs> the first flight I ever took by myself was in fifth grade to, to Mall of America to see the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato. Yo. That's so cool. That's hard. I didn't even have a cell phone at the time. I don't know why my parents let me. Wait, do really? That. Yeah, that's a wild story. Did somebody meet you at the other end? Yeah, I met people there. Was that the closest show or? No, I just, I don't know. I wanted to go. Who'd you meet there? Like um, a childhood friend that I hadn't seen in multiple years. Okay, so that childhood friend and their parents met you at the airport? No, just the kid. Fred Thompson is an actor, a politician, a resident, all of the above. 
Gotta be all of the above. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't know this one, but I'm also going to go all of the above because I'm oh. not really sure what a resident. He lives in the area. Okay, I'm going to go all of the Yep, all of the above. Damn. We're still two behind? Yeah. Shit. Am I going? Yeah. Okay. Northern Virginia houses what percentage of Virginia's population? 63%, 45%, 32%, or 28%? I, I think 63 makes the most sense to me. You think it's the high population area? I mean, D.C., that's the their biggest metropolitan area in the state. D.C. is not Virginia. Yeah, but it's the suburbs of D.C. You think it's 45%? If not, lower. Okay. Okay, I, I, I overrode you last time and it fucked us over. Do you so. want to split the dip and go 45? I feel like that's a losing way to do it, but... Because I was going to guess 32. I'll, I'll go with your gut. I would rather I would rather go with one of our extreme gut reactions than. When was this made? Okay, Kate. This isn't one of those. Well, yeah. no, I I agree with you. I think it's either thirty-two or forty-five. I'm just not sure. Well, maybe pick what we didn't pick. That which way. one are you picking? Thirty-two. Okay, so I'm going forty-five. Okay. I feel like I might be wrong. Fuck yeah! Damn yes. it! That was a trap. <laughs> now we're just one down. Thirty-two. Hey, it seems like we're the real Virginia boys. <laughs> All right. Which of the following is not a body of water found in Northern Virginia? Ooh, this is going to be way harder for me and Adrian. Yeah. Cedar Run, Blackwater River, Quantico Bite, Quantico Bite, or Hoof's Run? I swear to God, it's Blackwater River. Yeah, because I know every single bottle body of water. In every Northern single Virginia. bottle of water. That is one of the things we know about you. <laughs> I don't. I don't know Adrian at all. Um, okay, here's my thinking. Blackwater River has to be a river. And then if we have two runs, what's a bite? You know. A little bite of this, a little bite of that, some nosh. <laughs> a little bit of teriyaki. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blackwater River, I feel like I'm getting tricked, but I, I, there's no way that's the right answer. I think Cedar Run or Hoof's Run is probably like a neighborhood or something. You want to go with Hoof's Run? Yeah, there's two runs, so I'm thinking it's one of the runs. So yeah, my initial thing was that they're probably both water bodies. Hoof's but... is a weird enough name that that's gonna, I, that might be real, and then Cedar is like a generic word they came up with to be like another. Cedar Run might be like a stretch of land with a lot of cedar trees or something. You want to go with that? I think I'm going to go with that. All right. Kate. You want Cedar Run? Yeah. I think I'm going to go Blackwater, and my only reasoning for this is because I went to, my elementary school was called Cedar Point. But don't know if that's correct. Wait, all. isn't that the uh, the uh, amusement park in Ohio? You Google Cedar Point. You. Yeah, I also went to Cedar Point Elementary School. <sighs> okay, I don't know. I'm going Blackwater. Yeah, not a fan of that. Let's go. I saw you typing uh, on your phone earlier. Mm-hmm. Blackwater. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're cheating. I'm, I'm not, not saying cheating. all people from Nova are cheaters, but if, if that's the next question, I would say yes. Though. All right, we're back to two down. Mm. From which Northern Virginia public high school did Oscar-winning actress Sandra Bullock graduate? Hmm. Are you gonna name the answers oh, for the audience? Yorktown High School, George Mason High School, Washington Lee High School, Fairfax High School. All of those sound like real high schools in the area. George Mason's a university it, and a high school. Mm-hmm. It's also, but like in the area, like to where they would no, be. No, that might actually be in DC proper. I don't know. You're thinking of George Washington. Oh. Uh, Wait, is that Washington Lee as in like Washington and Robert E. Lee? That seems like a Virginia type thing to do. Yeah, that seems really fucked up. What do you think? I don't know. Yorktown, I also, Yorktown also sounds yuppie. It's not like a place that she would graduate from. I think George Mason High School is going to be my guess. Okay, I'm good with that. Okay. Kate? 
guessing Fairfax, but I think that's wrong. I don't know. All right. Three, two, one. Oh, we were all wrong. It was Washington Lee. Oh, we should have followed my gut. Why is there a down vote on that question? Because you can rate the question. Who did that? Sandra Bullock. Okay, next. So you're still down by two. Yes. Which of the following areas is located in Fairfax County? Bremington, Mantua, Carlton, Woodridge. Mantua, maybe. I'll go with your gut, yeah. No clue. Oh, I was saying the pronunciation. Uh. <laughs> I don't think it was Mantua. I think it's Mantua. Uh, which the Carlton's the a character from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So yeah, that ain't an area. One. One areas is located in Fairfax County. Yeah, characters and places can't have the same names. Fair, Very fair. true. Yeah. Thank you, Kate. There's, nowhere, there's no person named Washington. Not that I've ever known. Yeah. And these are all just silly words. Like, I'm not... Bremington. <laughs> these are hard. Bremington's calling my name for some reason. All right, Bremington, brother. That's right. where we're going. I'm going to steal your answer. I'm going to go Mantua. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fuck! Ah! <laughs> now we're three down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Uh, okay, this is, a, this is something you should know, Kate. I, how many U.S. presidents were born in Virginia? Four, ten, eight, or six? All right, Washington. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I know. <laughs> I mean, it was one of the 13 for a long time, right? For like 50 years. Mm, I so, don't think 10. 10 feels too high. Could be one of those things where it's like every one of the astronauts we have is from Ohio. Really? Is every president from Virginia? There is like a very high amount of astronauts from Ohio. Weird. But I feel like there's also a lot of presidents from Ohio. Hmm. Name one. Garfield. Okay. I believe you. I don't know. I don't know. What's about the cat? Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) My president. I think eight. Eight sounds like eight or six sound good to me. I think eight. Okay. Eight. Well, if you do that until the end of the quiz, we're just gonna you're gonna win no matter what. No, I oh no, Adrian, don't give her a good strategy. <laughs> I had already selected it. Oh, okay. I already yeah. I already as soon as I saw it, I selected it because we you're right, we do learn that in like elementary school. Mm. Oh, so you were feigning uh, ignorance. Which wow, TV show? I didn't realize Kate was this. Dece- I didn't realize people from Nova were this deceptive. Are you kidding me? Everyone there is a politician. <laughs> we're getting political on this episode of Big Fact Joe Cast. Damn. <laughs> Looking at you, people. That's a red flag. If your girl from Nova, that's a red flag. I if your agree. girl from Nova, she low value. Mm. I agree with that. <laughs> Nova stands for no value. <laughs> <laughs> no value, lady. <laughs> Fucking pick me, Yishas. <laughs> All right, next question. Kate? Which TV show is not set in a Northern Virginia location? NCIS, Criminal Minds, American Dad, or Line of Fire? What's Line of Fire? I've never heard no of Line idea. of Fire. I'm going to be honest, I've never seen American Dad or Line of Fire. Not really well, North well if you have seen maybe. the other two, if you know one of them isn't set in Nova. They both are, I think. I'm pretty sure they're both based out of Quantico. That helps us. I guess I'm going to go Line of Fire. I also, I know American Dad's set, yeah, so I also uh-huh. think it's Line of Fire. But in in interest of trying to catch us up, I'm not 100% sure Criminal Minds is. Ooh. Never watched Criminal Minds. I know NCIS. I thought NCIS was like in Florida or something. No, it's it's, it's NCIS Miami. Oh yeah, it's definitely in. I think we got to play defensively on this one and do Line of Fire as well. Okay, we'll catch up later. Fire. Yep. Yep. Okay. I have seen Criminal Minds probably two or three times. So. So you knew. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you've watched two or three episodes. Yeah. 
Yeah, not the whole, not the whole <laughs> show. Definitely not all eight seasons. Okay, if you're traveling from Quantico Air Force Base to the VRE station in Woodbridge Route One with three people in the car during rush hour on I-95, which is the worst way to reach your destination? Route One North, straight through I-95 regular lanes, I-95 HOV lanes, or through neighborhood roads? It's definitely not through neighborhood roads, right? Yeah, I don't think it's that. I'm gonna say. For me, it feels Either like Route, route 1 North or the HOV through. lanes. With three people in the car during rush hour, which is the worst way to reach your destination. I feel like this is another one because Blackwater fucked us over because they were being tricky dicks. I think the HOV lane is the trick question answer. No, why would the HOV lane ever be? Because everyone uses the HOV lane during rush hour. But anybody in the HOV lane can always get into the regular lane. So if it was ever too full, it would just naturally empty out into the regular lanes all right so route one north that's my guess all right now with that i said i-95 regular lanes and we were both oh wrong oh my god i'm sorry adrian, adrian was right my thinking was the same as yours i was like well obviously the regular lanes will be more packed but yeah you are right everybody uses the hov lanes during rush hour but can't you always merge out of an hov back into the regular yeah lanes? but they're all packed that's why i don't this question's a weird question because they're all packed like mm. all six lanes of traffic all right, next one. Yep. What are we still down by three? We're down I'm by at two. 36 out of 100. No, we're at 28. What local higher learning establishment is the second oldest in the nation? Mary Washington University, George, Wash- George Mason University, College of William and Mary, or Marymount University? Shout out to William and Mary. I think my friend Cornship went there. What do you think, Paul? I mean, the only one I recognize is George Mason, but you recognize another one, so... William and Mary's like a small school. I don't think it's the second oldest in the nation. She probably would have mentioned that at some point. So I bet it's George Mason. Or it might be Marymount. Marymount seems to be calling my name because what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> that does sound like some lame shit they would call it in the olden days. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I'm leaving it up to you. My gut's been wrong every time. <laughs> I'm going to go with Marymount. Marymount's calling my name. All right. Let's go with Marymount. So I feel weird about this question because... I'm like ninety percent sure William and Mary is the second oldest in the nation, but it's not in Northern Virginia, Ooh. which is why, like, it's in Williamsburg. That's technically not part of the question. I know. So I said call. I'm college William and Mary. Fuck, it was William and Mary. <laughs> but it's a weird question. Like, it's not a part of Nova. Um, do you want to put? Should we all put a down vote on that? Rate that question. Yeah. Yep. Incorrect answer. Oh, name and email. No, never mind. <laughs> yeah, fuck this. Eh. Which local airport is one of the busiest in the world? Reagan National Airport, BWI, or Dulles, or none of the above? I've never heard of any of those. Dulles is, I'm pretty sure, Nova. That does fit the bill. Is that what you're going to go with? I've never heard someone say, hey, I'm flying out of Reagan today. Okay, uh, let's do Dulles. Dulles, okay. It's Dulles. Ooh, all right. Nice, Paul. Reagan is also in D.C., but it's a little smaller. Mm. Mm. When the POTUS pardons a Thanksgiving turkey each year, where does the lucky feathered friend spend the rest of its days? This just happened. This is topical. I'm yeah. so mad about this. Did question. you guys see that thing uh, where they asked Biden if he was going to pardon people who smoke, who are in jail because they smoke marijuana? It was like, Mm-mm, we're here to pardon this turkey. Just the turkey. <laughs> well, it can't be Herndon's frying pan park. Oh, wait, sorry. Um, Alexandria's Mount Vernon, Herndon's frying pan park. Upperville's Ayrshire Farm? Upperville's Ayrshire Farm. 
Fredericksburg's Belvedere Plantation. It has to be that last one. That just sounds... That sounds like a fun place to be a turkey. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that in. I'm locking right. us in. So I'm very mad about this because like, I went to Virginia Tech and our turkeys would get pardoned. But I don't actually know where they end up. But I want to hit frying pan because I know what road that is and also it's funny. Mm-hmm. Do it. You piece of shit. You piece of... You hustled us. Why did I bet my whole life savings on this? <laughs> the frying pan. No, yeah, frying pan Adrian, road is like a thing. Adrian, I really it's regret that we agreed to do this as a as a duel in the shadow realm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing my soul today, <laughs> baby. Lose our soul when Kate wins. Ugh. Okay, Ooh. this next one has some really silly words in it, so I'm gonna leave it to you, Kate. To <laughs> Dumfries Weem Spots Museum is a namesake to Parson Weems, who. Founded Dumfries, was a decorated Civil War hero, was a signer of the Declaration of Independence, or wrote the tale of George Washington cutting down the cherry tree. Oh, slander. I want to say number three, right? It feels like there's so many people on that MF thing. I think it's the second one, because how could you make a whole fucking, like, a a whole fucking museum about someone who just signed the Declaration of Independence? Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. I'm I'm locking in signer of the Declaration. All right. Mm Mm-mm. What's the right answer, Kate? Wrote the tale of George Washington. Oh, slanderous bitch! Because people from Nova are fucking immoral. Because <laughs> like it's a fake story. Um, he never cut down a cherry tree. Are you? You're breaking my heart. Is America not really a beautiful tale of? <laughs> he did not people? cut down a cherry tree in Mount Vernon. That's a lie. I actually didn't know who wrote it, but I do know that that was not a true thing. Well, I mean, I knew that too, but I didn't know the person was from Virginia. Of course, I'm from Virginia. So wait, what? He gets his own museum for that? Where? I've never been to that museum. But. Well, why would you? It's a stupid museum. <laughs> <laughs> but his name is Weems Botts. That's funny. That's true. The term Northern Virginia was first mentioned in 1780s, 1860s, 1940s, or 1970s. Was West Virginia one of the original 13 colonies? I don't remember. No, it broke off because of the Civil War, dog. Oh, okay. So 1860s? Ooh. Yeah. I like that. I like that guess. Or, but Either Northern or... Virginia, I guess, doesn't imply a Western Virginia has to exist. <laughs> I don't know why I pretended it does. Of a Northern Virginia yeah, I was just about to do that. <laughs> of a Western. I mean, I think that's another one of those things where it feels like it's only a fun fact if it's like 1970s, where it's like, you know, that we haven't actually been using this term for long at all. It's actually, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, but. But 1780s feels like when we might have actually set up Washington as its own unique thing, which would. Um, well. What? Like DC? Yeah. No, DC has been a separate entity since the creation. Since time immemorial. Since the Native Americans. The Big Bang. The Big Bang. They had a piece of duct tape. They're like, "This is Washington DC. This is Northern Virginia." But every ever since we like needed a nation's capital, like we moved between New York and Philadelphia. But then when they were just like, "We need an actual place." Well, maybe the Civil War then, maybe the, like, the breakup was like the difference of opinion between yeah. the northern part of Virginia being anti-slavery because they were closer to the halls of power and the southern parts of Virginia wanting to be a southern state. 1860 sounds okay to me. Okay. 1860s is correct. Ooh, oh, nice. Did you know nice. that for a fact? Mm-hmm. Well, no, but it makes a lot of sense because, yeah, Civil War. And... The southern capital was This Richmond. quiz is really obsessed with HOV. Like. <laughs> it really is. It's our hallmark. It's our only character trait. How many miles of HOV lanes does Northern Virginia offer commuters? 
123 miles, 96 miles, 73 miles, or 52 miles. This quiz has been very reluctant to do extreme answers. I think this one's 123, though. <laughs> I feel good about it in my gut. All right. We're going with your bacteria. We're going with your little gut bacteria. Hey, you go. just got that poop replacement surgery, right? Hey, Where they put yep. somebody else's poop in you and think of your gut bacteria. Kate? I'm going to be honest. I just clicked and I clicked 73 and it was correct. Fuck. Okay, Kate, you were so far ahead of us. That... I had no idea. Like, I, it was just the closest to my thumb. What's your score right now? Um, 56 out of 100. 84, 36. 84%. We're so far behind. Let's only read the interesting <laughs> questions left. Um, There's only three questions. Oh, okay. okay. Northern and also, Paul, if we did that, we wouldn't do this quiz at all because none of this is interesting. This place sucks. <laughs> yeah, this is a boring one. You should have done a BuzzFeed quiz. Okay. <laughs> hey, I brought you on to my podcast. I'm enjoying it because I'm winning. I was trying to make fun of North Virginia, not about you, Paul. That was Kate really took that in a different Sorry. direction. Sorry. In which Civil War battle did General Thomas Stonewall Jackson lose the arm that is today buried separately from his Lexington gravesite? Second battle of Bull Run, because there's no way he did the second yeah. one with one arm. Yeah. That's, I was literally <laughs> going to say the same thing. I'm, I'm locking that in. <laughs> Kate? No. Battle of Chancellorville. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I only knew that because he got shot out. His arm got shot off by his own troops. What a bitch. Damn. The troops. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, damn. <laughs> On Monday, September 29th, 1997, an earthquake hit the Manassas battlefield in Interstate 66. How large or small was the quake on the Richter scale? Can what? we can we talk about the fact that there was a battlefield called Manassas? Manassas. <laughs> Manassas? That's where I'm from. Man, you're from you're Manassas? You're from Manassas? It's Manassas. Who's Manassas? Who's Manassas are you from? It's Manassas. How many asses? What's your man's asses? Why does this Did man Kate have come out asses? clapping cheeks? <laughs> no, I wasn't born in Virginia. I was born in North Dakota. Whoa. So away from the man asses. Yeah. But those man asses were screaming there. <laughs> they were calling there. They were calling gravitated towards it. They're like. Is that their calling card? <laughs> because they're farting because they're man asses. I'm going to guess it's a 3.5. Like my sure. GPA. I guessed wrong. I said 4.5. I don't know. Fuck, it's a 2.5. What is with this quiz where it's just mediocre? <laughs> I don't know. All right, and Last this final question, question it's, a, uh, it's a real golden goal rule. This final question is the only <laughs> one that matters. Whoever gets it right wins. No. Yes. The Fairfax Stone marks the source of the North Branch Potomac River. Potomac. Potomac River. In which year was the stone originally placed? Oh, Adrian? 1492 is when someone... Sailed the ocean blue. 1899 is when I was feeling fine. 1746 is when I picked up sticks. And 2001 was when I was having a heck of a lot of fun. So 1746. That's 9 11, dude. <laughs> huh? What? Adrian, I'm locking us in for 1746. Are we? What? No! Yes, I clicked it. Kate? I also clicked it. Yeah, oh my god, god, it's a tie. We both got the hey. goal one. Right. We tied. <laughs> View my results. What a good tie. Oh, I already exited that. Certificate out. of achievement. Nice. Uh, mine said that um, it doesn't matter how well you did. You, you Kate lost. That's Damn. interesting. What? If anything, we all tied by your own rules. Mine said by the quizzes rules. Mine said Kate. Kate is wrong and doesn't know anything about Nova. That's it's true. Stupid. I'm a fake. 
Nova. Anyone that's listening that's actually from Nova, if they hear that I'm from Manassas, they're like, she is not from Nova. Oh, okay. She you got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder? One no, I accept it. We're on the outskirts. Damn. Also, you're from North Dakota. I can't claim that state. That's the rep you should be set. We should be taking that quiz. <laughs> Delete this. We're taking a North Dakota quiz. I lived there as a fetus. And a, uh, a post-fetus. Post-fetus, too. <laughs> Barely. And then I moved to Raleigh, so I guess I could rep Raleigh for a year. Let's take a Raleigh quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Did we learn anything today? All right, Paul, big facts, no cap. Rachel <laughs> Kate raps. Excuse big me. Fa- big facts, no Rachel cap. Rachel Ray. <laughs> big facts, no cap. Ray. <laughs> oh, no. Big facts, no cap. Kate, Kate raps. Um, my big fact is that baby talk should be saved for babies. I kind of agree with that lady. That is really off-putting to hear that a 60-year-old man is doing baby talk to his girlfriend. Don't do that. All right, Kate, you want to do a big fact or a no cap? Um, what have you learned today? Um, I've learned that I'm definitely from Northern Virginia and that I think it's okay to use whatever voice you want as long as it doesn't make other people uncomfortable. Ooh, coming in with the better take. That's very uh, sympathetic of you. And what? mature. I said as long as it doesn't make other people uncomfortable. That man was making them uncomfortable. Yeah, but I was more absolutist, and yours was a little Uh-oh. bit more open to the possibility that yeah, people might like, like it? it. Hey, no kink shaming. Oof. That's my big fact. All right, let's end on that note. It was fun, Kate. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Blah. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Almost heaven. West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads take me home to the place. Taste of moonshine, teardrop in my eye.